Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. I'm excited to be in the studio today. We're going to talk about local business, farming, insurance, the formula for success, and a whole lot more. I don't even know how to get it all in in a show <laughs> like this. But I'm excited today because I'm going to be introducing a co-host. Uh, some of you have heard him. He's been on the show before. Is my good friend. I'll just call him Brother Casey Riles. That's What's going right. on, Casey? Come on, brother. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm excited about this. You know, one thing uh, we started having some conversations in town and over over coffee. That's right. right. That was, and we both shared this passion for one being entrepreneurs and and running businesses, and two just business in our hometown here in North Georgia. And Casey's an author. A leader, right? Tell me a little bit about the book, Casey. Yeah, Last Elise is what we talked about on Last the, Elise, on the show. It. Yeah, the the book, and it's it's really self management. A lot of people think it's a leadership book. I always say you can't learn to lead others until you first learn to lead yourself. All right. And so the book is about learning to lead myself well, and I continue to learn to lead myself well even after I start to lead others. Isn't that a beautiful thing about content? Is is you're learning things if you write it down and share it, and it might help somebody else. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why I was really excited when you asked me about this. Mm-hmm. Because things like this have have really changed my life. Well, here on North Georgia Business Radio X, the goal is to talk about business, local business, the story behind the people in our businesses. But even more than that, I like it to be about just the stories about people in our community Mm -hmm. because that's where it all comes from. Uh, So so let's talk a little bit about your passion, Casey, for business and entrepreneurship. I mean, were you ever a corporate guy or were you just one of those guys that said – Corporate's not going to work for me. No, they, what? what or you, you got kicked out of corporate. I got, you tell me they, the story. They wouldn't let me. Yeah, they, <laughs> they kicked me out. No, uh, no I, grew up in a, I grew up here locally, so my parents, uh, neither one of them owned or operated businesses, and so um, it was not something that early on that I thought I would be involved in. Um, you know, I, 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 I squandered around. I just, I just wandered and tried to figure out where to go and ended up landing in insurance. I, right. I said, I, I told somebody, I, I started in insurance because I needed a job and I stayed because I found out I really love people. There you go. And so uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's really what I love about what you do on this show. I, I, I think I've told you this before, but you're very interested in other people and, and it, you don't have to pretend or try. You're just very interested. And so uh, bringing guests on and exploring what they're passionate about is, uh, man, it, it made me want to come hang out with you more. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, talking about that i wanted to make it a party i'm excited casey's going to be working with me on the show here but i wanted to make it a party so casey told me about a fella that might make it fun that we bring on the show today casey do you want to introduce our guest absolutely my man phil benelli is in the house today and uh phil first and foremost is a rapper obviously (laughs) freestyle rapper (laughs) that's right and then after that uh he is a senior vice president at regions bank he does a lot of a lot of things for a lot of people in this community Helping getting businesses rolling and getting them the financial needs that that they uh, that they have, and then also Phil is a farmer, and so uh, I'd love to be able to as we go along talk about not only what Phil does at Regions but what you do at Hopewell Farms as well. Thank you. Yeah, excited to be here, and um, oh, just pumped to be with you guys, and and blessed to uh, be taking a little short break from banking, farming. 
wrapping to <laughs> hang with you guys. It's a busy life, I know. Well, tell us a little bit about that journey, Phil. I'm curious. Um, did you start in the farm? Did you start in the bank? I mean, where, what's the evolution here? What brought you to North Georgia? Sure. I came to North Georgia. My parents moved up to Sautee when I was mm-hmm. 12 because they wanted to live in the country. Uh, moved from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And that was a big blessing for me. And 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 I love Northeast Georgia, and I I feel like I've had the opportunity to really appreciate it to a different degree since I came here later. So I didn't really take it for granted, the, right. the mountains and the natural beauty. So Like the rest of us, we just see it and think it's just That's always just been there. Oh, yeah, man, right. I can't get over it. On my drive home up Thompson Bridge Road, I see a little mountain view, and uh, it gets me pumped every time. But I uh, went to the University of Georgia where I met my lovely wife, Go Lindsay. Dogs. Go, Go dogs. Yep. Yep. Good time to be a dog. That's right. And uh, and so moved to Gainesville right away in banking. I began banking my banking career, which I kind of stumbled into it too. I knew I liked dealing with people. I liked finances, so I got this job at a bank and began in December of 2007 which is the month that the recession That's started. Right. Timed it just right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, got beat up for a couple years and, and great learning experience, which... It just goes up when you go through that first. <laughs> That's it right. really does. Uh, yeah. Everybody talks about when you start in that kind of time period, oh. everybody's like, you don't remember the good old days. The good old days for us who started around that time, that's just the days. That's just the normal days as the that's recession. It. The biggest, well, I've been so blessed in my career, but one of the biggest blessings is that timing. Yes. Because I was Agreed. not burdened with the good old days. That's right. I just got dropped in the middle of a war zone. <laughs> and it's easier to get dropped in the middle of the war zone when you don't know any better. It's Come tougher on. to go from a beach resort in Maui. To a war zone. When you don't know. You're right. A little story. I don't know if you guys know this, but I've been doing retirement planning for 23 years now. Before that, my purview into finance was Regions Bank. Really? I was in the old First National building right here. Well, it's not there anymore, right? It's a a hotel now, or it's going to be. So that was my my step into finance. I needed some finance on my resume when I knew I wanted to do this business, and that was kind of my step. So cool. So yeah, I've been around. Now, where where are you located at the. I am in the uh, Regions. Tower, mm-hmm. quote unquote, there on the corner, Jesse Jewel and E.E. Butler. And so that's that's all I've ever done. And the farming just kind of happened by accident all later right, well, on. Well, let's get to the farming. I want to spend some time on that. One thing, Casey, I want to talk about. I know, and it really is exciting to me because we do have a really good chamber of commerce. Here. Mm-hmm. And I know you're really involved there. And I just wanted to talk. I mean, this is. I want to talk to you instead of having to talk to you off air. I'm learning some things here. Tell me a little bit about your role now and kind of how you've been involved. I know sure. you have a you have a role, a title or something now. So, yeah, I, I'm on the executive board mm-hmm. at the chamber. Um, I co-vice chair of membership. Okay. That's important. It's an important I mean, role. It is. Uh, so that was uh, that's I've been doing that for a couple years now. Uh, William Bagwell is the president now. Kit Dunlap does an incredible job of keeping the chamber, uh, you know, together and leading well there. And uh, man, I I've said this to a lot of people. You you mentioned in the beginning that we're, we're talking about a lot of different industries: insurance, finance, and farming. Uh, that the chamber seems to be where all that kind of comes together, mm-hmm. uh, politically and and business, uh, all of these things. The chamber does a really good job of connecting the dots in this community so that not just one industry or one section flourishes, but that everybody has the opportunity to flourish. And so when whenever I was approached about being on the board, I was man, I, I was like, you guys have already helped me so much uh, connect the dots in, in my businesses in this area. 
anything I can do to help, I'm all in. In announcements, Kristen does a good job letting us know what's coming up. And one of the things she told me to make sure we mention is we have the fall job fair coming up. So Thursday, September 8th from 10 to 2 p.m. at the Gainesville Civic Center. It's a forum for companies that are hiring to recruit new employees, meet hundreds of job candidates face-to-face. This is a partnership. Again, this word, collaboration, partnership, right? Mm -hmm. Greater Hall Chamber, Lanier Technical College, and the Georgia Department of Labor putting together uh, one of the things, you know, we talk about recession, how you define it if we're there. One of the things that kind of, I believe, is holding us up a bit is we have really good jobs numbers. People mm-hmm. actually, the, the employment actually looks pretty good mm-hmm. and love what uh, our chamber does to get, like you said, connect the dots, get the people looking for jobs to the employers that need. Right? Absolutely. And that partnership you're talking about with, uh, you know, with Lanier Tech has been such a big partner with the chamber to make sure that, uh, you know, last year when Phil Sutton over at Kubota was the president of the chamber, workforce development was the, you know, kind of the driving force behind everything that happened at the chamber. And man, that, like, like you said, those dots need to be connected by somebody. And in this community, that Chamber of Commerce does a great job of doing that. That collaboration is like one plus one equals three, much like this show, Casey Riles, <laughs> Phil, Benelli, Phil Benelli, I'm Bo Henderson. We're going to come back and talk about the secret formula for success in business and life right here on Business Radio X. I promised you the formula for success in life. That's a pretty lofty promise here. (laughs) But I'm with with this team of guys here, and they're excited. And they're ready to tackle this. I'm here with Phil Benelli from Regents Bank, Casey Riles from Riles Brothers. And Farm Bureau, I got to do the whole thing. That's right, all of them. And um, you need to give me some more. De- give me all the. It's like a. It's like a paragraph <laughs> if I give all the credentials. But Casey Riles, right here. Bless you. Uh, so, so let's do the formula. Okay, I was. Uh, we, the concept here is a hundred percent responsibility, meaning if I take a hundred percent responsibility for things in my life, that is really the master key to success. And where this came came from for me was this was around 2009, 2010. I met Jack Canfield, oddly enough, the, the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, you know, mm-hmm. top selling author of all time, all that stuff. Uh, but he was sharing uh, this program called the Success Principles. And when he got to this topic of responsibility, he shared a formula, I believe it was from a Dr. Robert Resnick, if I remember correctly. And it was E plus R equals O. And the formula was the events that happen, ease the events, plus our response to the events equals the outcomes we observe. And when you break that down a little bit and you start thinking about that, what does that have to do with responsibility, is events happen to all of us. The weather happens to all of us. The political climate we're in, the inflation, it's happening to all of us. Mm -hmm. If we have bad news on on a medical exam, 
that happens to, to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's really what we can control is our response to that. Meaning, what if I got that bad news and I buried my head and quit? That's going to be a different outcome than if I say, okay, now I need to educate myself and I need to get busy and, and fight this thing. Uh, so that E plus R equals O, and it's been very valuable throughout my life and career because what, what I find fascinating, guys, and you probably have examples of this, a business principle that will help us in business it translates to every area of your life. Absolutely. Mm. Right? True principles are true principles across the board. Mm-hmm. So anything come to mind when we say that or any examples when we think of this idea of 100% responsibility? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've told you guys this. I was uh, interviewing Nathan Deal, um, the best governor Georgia's ever had, obviously, from this area. There you go. Um, and so uh, I was interviewing him at his house doing some research for my book, actually. And I told him, I said, I, I know how you led Georgia. Like, we got to see that. But I was asking him, how do you lead yourself? Because, mm. uh, you know, it's obviously a, a book about self-leadership, not leadership particularly. And I asked him particularly about uh, career advice. And I, it, it floored me the way he answered this question. I, I told him, like, for anybody who wants career advice, what do you usually give them? And he said, I never looked one time for the next step in my career, not once. He said, every time I tried to make maximum impact exactly where I was planted and the next career move then, he said, always found him. So to to your concept, right. literally what he was saying is I took 100% responsibility for my uh, the way I responded to the events in my own life, and I allowed that to determine the outcomes instead of spending time spinning my wheels thinking about where do we go next. He's like that that actually wastes time when I can really be spending my time on the impact, right. uh, trying to make a difference exactly where I'm planted. No, that that that's so powerful. A hundred percent responsibility for being present for mm. my impact and maybe not being distracted by an agenda. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Phil, what you got? Any, anything come to mind? Yeah, piggybacking on that, you know, there's so many things we could create to in our own heads to distract us. Um, but in that same vein, there are so many external things which are, are begging for our attention, whether they be advertisements uh, to try to create discontent with us or, you know, pol- political news here, there, or everywhere. Um, and there's so many things that we can engage ourselves with mentally and with our focus that we have no control over. And, um, you know, you've got to say no to things to say yes to what really matters. Mm -hmm. And so disengaging from things which we have no control over so we could fully engage with those that we do have control over, I think is so powerful. And for, I know when, when, um, lockdowns began in the spring of 2020, I felt very fortunate that I was at the bank working probably, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day, every day on PPP loans. All right. And I was so thankful to be challenged and working hard to do something that I, I felt very strong was helping small businesses because I had some friends who were just, they didn't have work. You know, their offices were closed down. They were figuring things out. And so they had nothing to really do but spend the time wallowing in news. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I just felt so happy to be have something that was so demanding that I couldn't focus on anything but the task in front of me, and that what a blessing that was. Um, and so I think maybe a good a good lesson to take from that is if you're working on things you're passionate about, right, that are important to you, that's going to take all your focus and enable you to be 100 percent on it 
and help to drown out things that are more ancillary. You know, mm-hmm. to me, a clue was you were doing something that was helping people That's and it was right. making an impact, right? And and it, what I see, uh, you guys know, I do I do retirement planning specifically, very specific demographic. And the media does a good news. Not this media. This is real talk here. That's right. But but the media does a really good job of, you know, what gets the most listens, clicks, reads is things that elicit emotion. And guess what the top emotion is that elicits the most? Anger. Anger or fear? Fear. Fear oh, or yeah. anger. Yeah, you're Very right cool. there. Probably close sec- first yeah. and second. Uh, so, so the news out there, uh, I'm helping people prepare. You can imagine this. Prepare in the next mm. couple years to maybe up to 10 years to, to ride off of work into retirement, right? And but but if you listen today and you're bombarded with the scary words we've talked about interest rates rising, inflation spiking, bear market, stagflation even gets really fancy, right? Uh, and and it would it it just sounds scary and paralyze you. And and what I find a lot of times is instead of focusing on what can I control, we can get very distracted and saying, well, this sounds bad, this politic thing I don't like, and all the energy and attentions on those mm-hmm. things. You can't change. Mm-hmm. And the real problem is, is when the focus and the energy, and sometimes it comes out in anger. You'll see that, right? Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm complaining. When you're blaming and complaining, usually what I find is you're not addressing all the things, to Phil's point, that you could control. Sure. So that's what I find. If I ever find, my, and, and this isn't them out there. I'm talking to myself here. Mm-hmm. If I find myself ever blaming, complaining, I try to step back and take a look and say, okay, that's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I could put this energy in that might help move forward or help somebody? Right? Yes. You said a word a second ago that what those things do, that fear and anger ultimately paralyzes right. is what you said. And, and that, that is, that is the, the, the thing that stops action, whether it's fear or anger, action is the thing that gets us where we want to be. Mm. Uh, every time, uh, what is that? Uh, Batman begins, you know, uh, they're, they're having that big fight and he says, training is nothing the will to act is everything. There you go. It's like if if you don't act, we're not we're not helping, we're not having impact, we're not having success, period. But the fear and the anger that comes in, ultimately it's it's distracting us from where we want to be. And so it ultimately does exactly what you said. It paralyzes us. Right. And uh, yeah. So so as we kind of wind this down, I think a good way to tie this up, we got a little over a minute. Start with Phil. Any area come to mind that you say, hey, I I'll, I'll declare it on the radio. I want to take 10% more responsibility moving forward. Mm. Put you on the spot. Come on. Sure. Calling us out right now. Yes. I like it. Uh, you know, I would say um, building up the farm, okay. which uh, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later, but there's a lot of uncontrollables. And so even more so, I have to take control of everything I can take control of, good, bad, or ugly. So that is something, especially building up the the sales of the farm. And a phrase which you made me think of, which I love, is to have an action bias. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. A, building, a bias for action. Building the farm. For me, it's uh, it's physical health. It's you know I've been blessed with, with a great business, great relationships. But one thing I can do better on is physical health. And i got some very specific goals over the next few months before my next birthday. Mm-hmm. So you guys can hold me accountable to that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, really, I've noticed in sales that you have to a lot of times accept that there's going to be a lot of no's before you get to a yes. And the same applies to being a leader. Mm. And I've noticed this. uh, There's a lot of times I I spend time 
uh, trying to help develop other people. And sometimes I don't have the, you know, the results that I want and I have to learn. I want to be 10% more responsible and just continuing to be faithful and investing in people and not necessarily looking for the results immediately. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. We got some accountability. What have you been thinking on those of you listening? I told you, we're going to dig in more to, to Casey and Phil specifically in their businesses. But what I didn't tell you yet is we're going to hear a freestyle rap at some point That's in today's right. broadcast. We'll be right back on North Georgia Business Radio X. Where in the world do you talk about the formula for success? We've, we've been talking about taking 100% responsibility in business, in life, in relationships, in your health. I didn't know we were going to get into all this today, guys. I'm excited. This is, this is really good stuff. I love the true principles because they apply across all areas. Yes. Right? And Casey, as we're kind of wrapping up, I, I think you had a little bit to kind of tie a bow on that concept of, of responsibility. We talk about this all the time, whether it's at our insurance agency or we're talking about construction. I tell our folks, I can't make you valuable in the market, but I can make you scarce. I actually tell them, I'm going to teach you some of these principles, like taking 100% responsibility, and then you're going to make me pay you more because you know these uh, res- you these principles mm. now. So I can't make you valuable, but I can make you scarce, and scarce things are automatically valuable. And I know if, if we, in this room, if we just spend this time having these conversations with one, another, with one another and then our listeners as well, we're actually becoming scarce right now. We're mm. becoming more scarce and that automatically makes us more valuable. You know, you think about it. We had a conversation. We, we shared ideas and stories. We even created accountability. Maybe I shouldn't tell people the secret. It's really... I didn't know the radio was on. I was just talking to you guys. <laughs> so they are listening in. That's right. All right. Well, let's get to... So, Phil, um, we talked about the bank. Let's talk a little bit about uh, just, just tell me a little bit the mission, your specialty, yeah, and and just get a little bit into. I just want to know about you and your role here in the community. Sure. Well, I I feel very blessed to get to do what I do in banking. And uh, like I said, I didn't go, I didn't grow up saying I want to be a commercial banker. I didn't right. know what that was. I just took areas of strength. Uh, that I had, you know, we're all blessed with different gifts and talents. And I took an area of gifting and, and interest and followed that path and ended up here and then have, you know, constantly sought to develop myself and overcome obstacles, many of which, you know, are self-created um, to do what I do. So I get to work with businesses and basically I just help them with their financial needs. So um, people think of loans, which is certainly something businesses need. They need capital to grow and sustain. Um, but then there's all sorts of different tools that they need. And because I work with all sorts of businesses, then I get to kind of see best practices and share them. So mm-hmm. I, I like to look at myself as a business consultant mm-hmm. that uh doesn't get paid by the by the by the fee. It's just <laughs> for the consultant. They bank with me, and um, so I and I learn a tremendous amount because I'm working with these business owners, or you know maybe their C-suite um, of people running these extraordinary businesses, and just get to know them and know their businesses very intimately. And I learn a tremendous amount, um, and that's what I get paid to do. So it's a it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, you're so it's a it's a puzzle, right? You're solving problems. You're you're getting needs, and I know I know to do the kind of lending we're talking about. 
sometimes you're having to help people. How, how do you position? How do you prepare? How do you get the documentation? Here's what they're trying to accomplish. Maybe with the, this thing they thought they wanted to do is not the path. I mean, mm. it, it's a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, it's not just the transaction of a loan. This might be, you know, funding college for this person's child. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. it's really or taking this business to hit the next level or goal of this person. So right, and and that is very inspiring because every business. I mean, I find them to be interesting and unique. Uh, I work with a lot of manufacturers, so the fact that they're making these things, and some folks are global leaders in what they do, mm-hmm. just right here in North, Northeast Georgia, but it's so much more than that thing they're making or the uh, profit on their income statement. It is that these folks, just by doing their utmost with their talents and their God-given passions, are providing for multitudes of families Mm -hmm. you know somebody had a dream they acted on that dream and now families are fed kids are going to school charities are donated Mm -hmm. to because some guy had the guts guy or gal had the guts and just to be a part of that to get to be a robin to that batman right Mm. what a what a blessing and an honor and it's not to all that the you're talking about the person that had the guts it's not an easy road. Mm. No, it's not. It's not an easy road, right? We talk about, uh, we were having this conversation uh, the other day as the, you know, an employee, something happens, the business doesn't go right, they, they out of a job for to that business owner, it could it could wreck their life. Sure. It's a different, it's a different animal to take those risks to, to, to grow and, and try to bring a dream or, or a vision to fruition. So mm-hmm. powerful stuff. Phil, you're not only, uh, you're not only financing other businesses, right? You actually stepped out on that limb yourself. You uh, now now you've gotten you've gotten to be a part of financing your own operation as Ooh, well, correct? Right. An, a banker entrepreneur. I like this. I, Let's go. I, I'm an accidental entrepreneur, so okay. I just I we wanted to uh, a couple years ago. We wanted to have a couple acres to have uh, just have my four kids run around on, and we ended up uh, the couple acres ended up being a 43 acre farm. Wow. And uh, and which we weren't looking to farm. But just got into it, and and now we have uh, we do grass fed beef. We have fifty head of cattle right now. Well, I have fifty living. I think I have probably about nine in the freezer and the barn. Um, and we do what's called pastured poultry. So they're chickens, but they're running around eating grass and bugs and weeds and eggs and pigs. We just had a bunch of piglets and then turkeys for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and uh, that has been such a blessing and such a challenge. And it has helped me to be a better banker because. I get to see more of what my clients struggle with Mm -hmm. from their side. I mean, a farm, you know, we sell direct to the public, so we've got the marketing, the distribution challenges, you know, regulatory issues, and uh, plus the production. Um, And my employees, you know, might want to break out of a fence and run down the the street. (laughs) So it's, it's hard to wrangle them. What's the uh, question? What this is a uh, you know thinking about what you do at the banking compared to what you do at the farm? You said at the farm you go direct to consumer, correct? Right. And in banking, you're more like business to business sales. What what have you noticed that uh, you know the big challenges and are just differences going back and forth yeah. between selling to other businesses and then selling to directly to the public? Mm, great question. I uh, so yes, the segment of banking I'm in, I'm just working with with business owners, and I like that because uh, it's just this one targeted group, and I and and uh, 
so selling directly to consumers has been a blessing. I've met so many more people, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's fun because I. I, so I get to have an impact on more people directly mm-hmm. and in such a tangible way. I mean, all the time now, it seems like every other day, somebody's texting me a picture of a, packet, a, a picture of a chicken that they made. Sure. Or, <laughs> you know, maybe we, we've got some folks where maybe they've got a, a relative who has cancer and they're making this very nutritious bone broth that is helping them sustain them through their chemo mm, treatments. Wow. Um, so a different level of impact um, – that has that makes me passionate in some different ways. It's almost like you can see it. Uh, you can see it directly when mm. you're going direct to consumer, and it, it, you can see it when you're going to another business. But it maybe takes a little time. I've noticed the same thing at you know Riles Brothers. Uh, our guys are most of the time there are selling to other businesses, other general contractors or developers. You know that's our main customer. Where at Farm Bureau, obviously, our, my direct customer is the the public you know we we get to interact with people and and really if they don't have a problem they don't come see me because right. uh, that's that's the only time i see my customers most of the time is when things are going uh, poorly in their lives and so you can really see a direct impact when you're able to walk with somebody right alongside that i like the picture that you just drew with saying somebody's cooking soup for somebody uh, you know right. with your bone broth that you grew that's mm. pretty amazing and, and the fascinating thing they're both big wins right the business to business that's a ripple right like you were saying you might help facilitate this thing but it's feeding families mm-hmm. it's it's donating to our local charities which our business owners by the way are tremendous in, right. in north georgia mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. the charities we have uh so really really thanks for sharing that perspective where is the farm located i'm curious is that public knowledge? Uh, sure, okay. yeah. Hey, we we do farm tours all the time. Oh, very cool. Uh, kids love getting to hold the baby turkeys or see the piglets <laughs> yeah, and take some eggs out of the nest box. So it's it's up in Merville, basically. Okay. Hopewell Church Road. Oh. And so Hopewell Farms GA is the name of the farm. Mm. Hopewell Farms GA. And can you, are you taking orders for, like, Christmas? Or, I mean, what's, what's, what's the... the the procedure to get in line. Hey, we're taking orders for Monday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so people can go to our farm store uh, and they just the website Hopewell Farms GA, like Georgia, um, dot com. Hopewellfarmsgeorgia.com. Go check out what we have going there. We got a lot more to get to after the break. We're still going to talk to Casey and that freestyle rap, I promised. We're going to get to it right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. It keeps going. Local business, pigs, freestyle rapping, insurance. I mean, there's nothing off limits on North Georgia Business Radio X. When we went to the break. We were talking to, to Phil Benelli about his farm, right? What are you talking about? You said he worked at Regions Bank as a commercial lender, and he has a farm. So, Phil, my first question is, with all this going on, how in the world do you and, – and did you say four kids? Four kids. Okay, all of that going on, how do you keep it all together? How do you balance all that? Well, I don't always keep it all together, but I try my best. I have definitely found. I I think I do better with with a with a lot of things going on. And um, I learned a long time ago. I read somewhere that the human brain is is built for um, dealing with problems. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't really have problems, your your brain will just make them up. Mm. And so, I'm a firm believer. You should be taking on things 
that you find meaningful that are challenging hmm. because you're you're going to have challenges you're going to have problems so when you're engaging and meaningful challenges meaningful to you you're not worried about the little fluff so the fact that hey i've got to take great care of my customers at work and i love and have a passion for doing that and then you know before work and after i put the kids to bed and i you know i've got to take care of this farm those are both very meaningful to me and so it helps me cut flu- through the fluff and not really waste time uh, and just be, you know, and, and plus I've got to do those things and still see my family, which is my, right. my ultimate. Um, so it just helps to focus and refine um, for me. It helps you not have to uh, create those problems that you were talking That's about. That's right. Like, I, I, I know some people. Oh, yeah. do this yes and i'm going to be naming them shortly i'm just kidding <laughs> not only can you a not, picture yeah but you, you can't create problems and you it helps put into perspective and help you to ignore problems that are not worth your time and attention absolutely yeah and so that so that no i love that and, and to me it's always tricky right i mean there's the balance and, and you put too much on your plate then it becomes prioritization Right. What's the biggest priority? Family. Um, this. Uh, and, and then there's there's some a mentor of mine said something brilliant. I think you guys just knowing you guys uh, to the extent I do, I think you'll resonate with this. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I always have too many things going on. I've always mm. not, since I was a kid, I can remember that. But one of the things that really resonated with me in this next phase of my life, he said, one of the things as an entrepreneur, really in the evolution of, a, of an entrepreneur is to move from overwhelming complexity to um, to to just elegant simplicity, mm-hmm. overwhelming complexity to elegant simplicity, and I was like, that sounds really nice, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want so, a little of that. In my yeah, life. yeah, that's it. Because it does the the things that are overwhelming now. If you told me when I was twenty three years old, I would have built the things and done mm-hmm. the things. I've been, like, I'm there. I did it, but it creates new issues, new problems, mm-hmm. new struggles, new challenges. But so so it's funny, and then so you do this, you grow this business, you grow these assets, and then you look to go what you had plenty of early on. Now I want now I want to buy back the time, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a shift. But yeah. I like that. If I had a takeaway, and I like from overwhelming complexity to elegant simplicity. I think I might. Mm-hmm. Where could I tattoo that? That's right. You should definitely put that on your <laughs> yeah. arm or your forehead. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. Well, I actually went to uh, there, there was a Catalyst conference. You know that mm-hmm. they do Andy Stanley and uh, Christine Kane was one of the speakers at this, and she said it, it was really shocking. Kind of she she set it up better than I would ever be able to. But she said that uh, she said a lot of people talk about work life balance and trying to be able to make sure that I'm really uh, have a lot of time on my hands for comfort and relaxation she said i don't know one person who changed the world who had a good life work-life balance mm. uh, man that stuck with me i, I think what you're saying feel like you know some people want to just kind of lay back and i'm like let's get after let's it man do it. i tell my brother this all the time we're going to be dead before you know it yep. whatever you want to do you better get on with it baby that's right and, and you know what I, I, i've heard that said very strongly too there's not really there's not really balance per se but there's seasons Yes. And the opportunities here, and we're healthy, maybe this is the season we go after it, mm-hmm. because it may never line up the same way again. So so I like that concept, too, of, of hey, maybe it's just a, uh, that's with me. Sometimes it's hard to communicate to your significant others, but hey, I've got a five-year season. If I'll do the things I know are set up in the opportunity, I'll be where, and, and we'll accomplish all the goals we ever had. Um, so it's it's tricky. You're involving other people, relationships, but uh, I love the conversation. So seasons. And maybe down the road there's a season to sit on the porch overlooking the ocean in Puerto Rico. <laughs> sure. 
and chilling out. That's a different season. Right. Well, Casey, I, you know, this made me think as I was asking Phil, just as an entrepreneurship in general, uh, does anything jump out to you as, as just, hey, this, this is coming to me as the lesson I've learned through going this route of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, you know, I I think risk is something that you have to face as an entrepreneur. You have to face, and you really face it as an employee or a, even a, you know, we're talking about choosing who to cheat with my time. Everything that we do involves risk. And I think for a long time, if you're not around a, a business that's growing or trying to grow, you can kind of trick yourself into thinking that other people don't take risk. But But really, any opportunity for growth comes with a risk. Mm. Every person who's ever grown a business has taken risk. I will say this, not every person who takes a risk grows a business, Nope. Mm. but every person who's ever grown a business Took has a taken a risk. Okay. And even really large businesses right now that want to grow into a, the next season of their lives, they have to put their current assets at risk again. And so it's like, you know, of course we manage the risk. Of course we think about the risk. Of course we hedge. But at the same time, it's just being able to accept if I'm going to grow personally, professionally, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I have to come to grips with risk and uh, how, how it affects my business and life. No, absolutely. And, and it's the idea, right? The risk there's more upside, yes. That's what most people see when they see an entrepreneur or a business owner, or you see somebody come into your business and say, well, I want to start this year and, and do what Casey's doing. Well, Casey's put X amount of years in this mm-hmm. and a lot of hard times, too. Sure. And nobody, you know, nobody interviews the guy who failed. It's like they took a risk, too. They're just eating out of a trash can. You right could now. probably learn more there, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, that's good stuff. And, and one of the things for me, I think uh, you guys are making me think. I love this. Uh, one of the things I realized when I think of a biggest lesson, uh, and especially as it evolves and I get I get older and, and what I do, uh, I learn usually the thing I avoid doing the most is the thing that I need to do for Come evolution on, and who I need to be to be a more effective business owner, leader, family man. Uh, so it's kind of funny how that works, right? It's kind of like it shows up in your face and it's saying, hey, buddy, you, you want to take it to another level? Mm. You're going to have to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, what a good conversation, Casey. Now, now we one of the things we promised, and this is why I'm, I'm asking Casey, is the freestyle rap from Phil. Do you want to give a topic, or do you want me to pick out? Something? I think you should, Bo. I think you have a. I think you have one on your mind. I can see it in your so, eyeballs right so now. Tell me a couple things, Bo. Maybe three. 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 Things. Okay, we could do we one. Could, one has to be from from farming. Something has to be yeah, a part of farming. Topic we could do in one, honor of Hopewell Farms. One on animals. Okay. One on business. Pick a third one here. One on, uh, we said we're throwing everything in, so we might as well throw in finance too. Animals, business, and finance. Okay. Here we go. Phil, let's hear it. Three, two, one. (laughs) Animals, you know I got a lot. At Hopewell Farms, the piggies, they're all up on the spot. We got 12 piggies plus a whole bunch of cows. When I see the chickens and I say, oh, wow. Raising them up, it's a farm, but a biz business, one that I run with my kids. Finance come to play, costs a lot of money. If you think I'm joking, trust it, it ain't funny. The business, (laughs) we got to hang on and sell. But when things go well, then you know you're going to yell. But there's dark days, you got to make it through them. When you see a problem. Them, then you just do them. Keep on going step after step. Sometimes you'll falter, but you be oh deaf. You keep deaf to the problems. Keep on walking. 
if you need some encouragement, Bo is here talking. Casey, too, <laughs> you got to fly with eagles. That's it. For me, I'm done barking like a beagle. I'm out. Go Phil. Phil Benelli in the Go house. So in addition, I've heard this. This is true that you're a rapper, but I've, that's the first time I've ever is heard it. it. I, that that was pretty. I like that man. So so this isn't your first rodeo doing doing some rapping. It's probably my second rodeo. I like it. Third rodeo. So you can go to hopewellfarmsga.com to find out more about the farm. Um, I'm not sure where you get the CDs from the from the from the mixes. Is, can you get them there on the? Well, I tell you, are we we just started working with a fantastic local business, RT Creative, who's doing our social media, and they told me that we're going to do a farm wrap the on social farm. media here soon. Man, so come on, guys, farmer. I tell you yes. what, it's been too much fun. I, I'm going to recap again: local business, insurance, construction, pigs. Raps. There's there was nothing we didn't cover today, and that's what happens when you get Casey Riles with Phil Benelli. I'm Bo Henderson, and you're listening to North Georgia Business Radio X, the voice of local business, and so much more. Guys, have a lot of fun. See you next week, Casey. Thank you, Bo. Phil, appreciate it, man. Thanks, that's You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.